What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. If only, like, we were all born with that tattooed on our hand, like, you are God expressed in human form, and, like, you could just read that every day when you forget, and you forget, and you forget every single day. Uh, every action has an equal and opposite reaction. If you create certain energies, you're most likely going to live an incarnation where there's a polarized experience of that energy as well. Like I had to go inward because I was just, it felt like I was like drowning. Like I didn't know what to do. Everyone was telling me who I was and I was like almost starting to believe them. Hello, hello, beautiful souls. Welcome back to Acting My Age. So fucking glad you're here. Just a few things I wanted to pop in and say. If you like this podcast and you want to support it and support me, one thing that you can do is leave a positive review on the iTunes page. Reviews and positive reviews help the podcast get noticed and spread around and will allow more people to listen to it. And that would be so fucking sick. So thank you guys so much. If you feel called to leave a review, I would absolutely appreciate it. And yeah, let's get into the episode. Hello, beauties. Welcome back to the podcast. I have an incredible guest on today. (laughs) Oh man, I'm so excited for you guys to hear this episode. We just recorded it a little bit ago and I'm just on fire from it. Um, Today we have my friend Ryan on the pod. He is one of my fit for service fam. Such an incredible guy, truly a teacher. And um, yeah, I just view him as, yeah, a teacher, (laughs) someone who is just truly walking the path and helping share his knowledge and here to serve ultimately here to serve here to raise the consciousness and also just such a cool guy like the best vibes the best vibes um so this episode probably will blow a lot of people's minds um depending on how deep you've gone into like (laughs) the pretty out there topics that most of society is not down to learn about or look at or even consider um, we talk about a lot of those things, like the star seeds, reincarnation, um, the path of souls, and different galaxies, planets, universes, consciousness <laughs> forms. Like we we really go there, and Ryan is such a wealth of knowledge on all of that. And I've had some very powerful experiences with him in person. He is. Yeah, such a light. He's very talented with energy work, Reiki. He's total channel and a teacher. So I'm honored and so grateful to have him on the podcast. This is definitely feels like a step in the direction that I want this podcast to go because there is so much out there um, that 
most people aren't talking about. And I think it's really interesting. So open your minds, open your hearts and, um, yeah, get ready to receive. So thanks for tuning in. Hi, Ryan. Welcome to the podcast officially. Yes. Hi. Thank you so much for giving me this opportunity. Oh, I'm so excited. Um, I've already done an intro for you, but like the time that we had together at Fit for Service was one of the probably most impactful points of the whole summit for me. And I learned so much from you and you just have been such an expander for me. Um, so, oh, so grateful. And I'm also just pumped for everyone to, to hear you because you have so much in your brain that is like magnificent and yeah, can help so many people. So, mm. Mm. well, thank you. I'm glad that my energy could be of some impact in your journey. And I agree the experiences at this summit were some of the best experiences I've ever had in fit for service and the time that we had together connecting at the house was very expansive um, and very fun. Oh yeah. It was, I just think about you just meditating, holding it down by the tree, like (laughs) (laughs) just like Yogi. Oh, so cool. That, that tree, that tree was my friend. He, he, it's (laughs) that tree is the thing that pulled me out there. He kept bringing me back. It wasn't me. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. Because you were out there like all the time. Yeah. So the tree's like, come back, Ryan, come back. Yeah. We got more to talk about. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, okay. Um, I guess just some like muggle shit as Jordan has taught me. Um, muggle shit. <laughs> is that funny? Um, how old are you? Where do you live? What's, yeah. I am 29. It's funny. Because when people ask me that now, I actually have to think about it. Like, I've completely... That means you're getting old. <laughs> yeah, but I almost, like, I don't care about it anymore. It's just, like, it. it's just one long journey, you know? Yeah. And it's like, oh, how old am I? I'm 29. I'm like 30. Um, I'm yeah. 29. I live in Bayside uh, in Queens in New York. I grew up in Denver, Colorado and moved out here a little over five years ago. Wow. Cool. 29. I don't know if I realized you're 29, but yeah, I, I've always had resistance to sharing my age because I'm like, really, because I'm, I'm 23 now, but yeah, I've always like wanted to be older or just people are like, Oh, I thought you were so much older. And then they like, give me a little look. I'm like, uh. (laughs) <laughs> just would rather not you I just would rather not like just yeah. I'm whatever age you think I am doesn't really matter <laughs> yeah exactly yeah so I guess we're in the, kind of the same boat there mm-hmm. um okay so when did your spiritual awakening kind of start like did you come out of the womb knowing all this stuff because I would not <laughs> I would not be surprised if you did <laughs> I think all of us come out of the womb knowing this stuff, but we're conditioned to forget it. Um, Yes, true. true. Short answer. But um, no, I mean, I've gone through the uh, human journey like like everybody else. Um, That's why I'm here. And um, the spiritual awakening occurred once I moved out here to New York um, and left Denver, got away from my bubble, my comfortability, um, 
my distraction. Uh, I moved out here for work and I was just surrounded by the people who I worked with and um, they were amazing. We were like a family. Uh, I mean, we still are. We're still all very close. And um, because I worked from home and there wasn't like a committed schedule, it was kind of just the mentality like just get your shit done and yeah. like, you're good. Um, and so I moved into a, well, actually, what, what really catalyzed it was my current partner and I moved from Denver together out here mm -hmm. to New York. We were living in the same house together and working together, and we weren't in a relationship at that point. Uh -huh. And uh, one of the guys from our company ended up leaving, um, and, and she was really close with him. And I was too, and so that kind of like opened up space, and we ended up getting close and ended up falling for each other and, and having feelings for each mm -hmm. other. And it was like very intense and very strong right from the beginning. And so we ended up living and working together while we were in our in the relationship for the first like year. Wow. Um, and we our rooms were literally like right next to each other. And we were working directly with each other every day because the company was so small. <laughs> And I was the head of A&R, she was the label manager, so it was like direct coordination all the time. And so that pushed us in a space of like brushing a lot of things under the rug when they would come up because it was like, oh, we just need to fix this and we just need to make sure that the company's all good, that there's no weird energy. And we weren't actually like dealing with stuff and we were not in the space that we are now where it was like, cultivating inner silence and balance and stuff like that <laughs> yeah. it was it was very much the level before the awakening and so she ended up leaving the company um and when that happened her and i went through a process uh for a few weeks where it was really highlighting the cracks that we had within ourselves and within the relationship so it kind of put a lot of pressure on us mm -hmm. and so well that transition was happening we decided to to break up and like take a break um and she moved out of the house got another place and then like a month later um we decided to get back together because we still loved each other we knew we wanted to be mm -hmm. together and we actually com committed when we first got back together to being in an open relationship because we oh, were wow. so we were into Aubrey Marcus like when she, when we went through that transition is right when I found Joe Rogan and Aubrey Marcus and then he mm -hmm. was with Whitney and he was talking about polyamory and an open relationship and so um, Tia started listening to them and we all we, we got into that side of things and so we were yeah. like well what if we try something different and mm -hmm. step into that mm -hmm. and so we jumped back in and it was like it was like diving into the deep end. Um, yeah. It was like literally the second night after we decided to commit to that again, um, things started coming up. And I had like a panic attack the next night when we were like out with friends in a, sh in a social setting. And so that panic attack made me realize that I wanted to start journaling and wanted to start meditating and like cultivating an inner space and looking into my trauma. And so my first thought there was like starting to go to a therapist. Oh. Um, and so I started to go to a therapist, start, um, started journaling, started writing a lot, reading books, um, 
And the original like traumas that I went in to look at were um, I had a sexual trauma when I was like three to five years old, three to four and a half. And then my dad passed away when I was 10. Um, and so those were the two I was like, I know these are like the wounds. And so it was like diving into those. And I only ended up going to the therapist for four sessions. And I was like, I don't really like this. Like, I'm not vi like she was fine. Like everything was good. She didn't make me feel uncomfortable. It was just like. I don't, I, I'm just not resonating with yeah. this. And so I went down, I've always been kind of like, I want to figure things out myself too mm -hmm. and like figure out my own process. And not so, surprised. <laughs> yeah. and so I started um, going to float tanks, going and doing oh. sensory deprivation tanks and meditating more. And so that's what kind of like, that was the gate mm -hmm. that like really opened things. And then ever since then, everything's been kind of just unfolding really fast. So that was like three and a half years ago, maybe four. Okay, I was just gonna ask that. Read my mind. Yeah. Um, about four. So yeah, happening fast. Mm -hmm. And like, do you feel like there's been like an up and down at all, or it's been pretty steady? Or now, because it seems like now you're like really going for it, and a lot's happening for you and opening up. Yeah, I've always been the type of person that like, if I'm gonna commit to something, I'm done like going for it, mm -hmm. like go big or go home. Yeah. Um, and Balls so, to the wall. yeah. And so, <laughs> um, I definitely took a slow pace going into it, kind of coming out of the therapist, going and doing float tanks and different things like that. And then, um, when I really got into meditating and, um, I started doing like medicine ceremonies by myself and, mm -hmm. and things like that, that's what really kicked off like more of the momentum. And it was definitely like the journey is up and down for sure. Yeah. But the speed that I moved through things at was so fast that I thought that I was doing it from a place of like needing to heal or like mm -hmm. lack of healing or like chasing the next thing. And that was definitely mixed in there for me along the journey. But I've just eventually I came to realize like, no, like, I just moved, this is just my pace. Like I'm just able to move through things fast. I'm able to piece things together and really lay out the path before me in terms of what resonates with me. Um, and so eventually I just embraced that. Um, and so it was like up and down mixed with like up. <laughs> like up, it was up, like, up. like if you look at a graph, it's like the, the line going up like uh -huh. almost exponentially now, but through that it's like waves up and down. Yeah. <laughs> I like that graph visualization. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what, what are the like spiritual practices that you do you incorporate like every day or what are your favorite things, um, that connect you to your spirit? Um, well now I've gotten to a point where I attempt to look at everything as a spiritual practice. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, if I'm cooking food, if I'm making a meal, then yeah. it's like, how present, yeah, mm -hmm. how present can I be? How mm -hmm. um, can, like, can I start this process by seeing the creator and the infinite energy and everything mm -hmm. that I'm doing? And so my life has turned into like uh, a ritual and a ceremony almost. but. 
it wasn't always like that. It was like very defined, like this is my normal life and then these are my spiritual practices. And I was really, really into journaling um, yeah. for a long time. And I think that that helps a lot because it helps create a lot of space and just kind of like you're pulling things out of your mind, putting it on paper, and then you're mm -hmm. able to kind of like look at it and read it and reflect it back to you. And so the, I did a lot of journaling. I'm also just like a, a writer. I'm just yeah. pulled to writing. And mm -hmm. so... Um, yeah, I did a lot of that and meditation. I just like, I fell in love with meditation and I was doing it on, uh, this app called Aura, uh, at first it's like, it's just like calmer headspace. Oh. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I was doing guided meditations and, um, mm -hmm. they had like different hypnotherapy meditations and like Ooh. breathing and going through your different chakras and doing, um, like the tone of the chakra and moving up your body. And mm -hmm. so I started to find the ones that I liked the most and then do those more. And then eventually it came a time where I was like, all right, I want to step into this without any guidance. Like I want to be in silence. I want to do this myself. Mm -hmm. um, and so I just started doing different practices and modalities around that and being present. And then eventually I was led to doing, uh, getting initiated into Vedic meditation and transcendental meditation. And so that's what I use now. Um, and the most recent practice that I've picked up back in like February is doing mantras um, yes. and using the, the mala necklaces, the japa beads, and um, doing them around certain archetypal energies in Hindu mythology and doing it around the different planets and how they associate with the different chakras. And so really like my favorite practice now, I would say is that is doing the mantras. So cool. The, the, um, the Venus mantra that you taught us, I've been chanting that a lot. I really like it. And, yeah. um, Melanie taught me, uh, the Lalita, like Lalita mantra. I haven't heard that one. Um, it's so, okay, let's see. It's really, it's for play. So it's like to incite play. Mm. Um, I think it's Om Im Klim Sao Sao Klim Im. Whoa. You just say it over and over and you, yeah. and you go faster and slower. And, and it's just every time I chant it, I'm like, doo, 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 and I end up kind of like dancing around and making like a beat out of it. And I'm like, yes, play. Like, this is so fun. Yeah, so, it sounds very playful. <laughs> yeah, I really like it. Yeah. So, but yeah, mantra has been something that has really activated within me after, after the summit because I grew up hearing mantras and chants. My parents um, practice a form of Hinduism called Siddha Yoga. And so my whole childhood, I had chants playing nonstop. Um, and they would have people over to chant every, every week. And they would play the Guru Gita like three times every Sunday. So constantly surrounded by the mantra. And I, I like turned away from it because when I was in middle school, I'm like, that's so weird. Like, why can't I just go to, you know, church on Easter like everyone else? Why, <laughs> why do we have to play this chant all the time? Um, so I definitely turned away from it and now like finding it again through peers and people that I'm like, oh, this is cool. Like, yes, um, learning it again has been really fun. And it's it is kind of a seems like for me, it's a fast, faster way to drop in, like just 
yeah, chanting a few mantras and kind of like sitting in silence really seems to, yeah, help me drop in fast. So, yeah, yeah, there's something about sound that, like you said, it allows you, it like pulls you into that space. Um, and so that's like Vedic meditation and transcendental meditation is mantra based too. And so you're repeating one sound. Like li mm -hmm. you're listening to one sound come to you is how mm -hmm. it's like um, philosophized, I guess, rather than like you're the one making the sound, you're kind of receiving the sound and it's meditating you. Uh -huh. um, and that really helps pull you into deeply relaxed states and it helps your body um, de-stress because it's pulling down the the wavelength patterns in your brain mm -hmm. so what transcendental meditation um what exactly is that so it's that it's basically what i just described so you get a a mantra it can be personalized to you depending on if you're getting certified in the class through like an official teacher or there's just like blanket mantras that everybody can use as well but in Vedic meditation, you get initiated into like the lineage of Vedic knowledge. And so it's a little bit different than just transcendental meditation, but I received like a personal mantra that the teacher gave me um, that was just for me. And I'm sure there's overlaps with other people, yeah. but okay. then you, you like make a relationship with that sound basically. And you, you do two 20 minute meditation sessions each day and you just sit there's no intention but to just let the sound move through you and it's this like cleaning and de-stressing process um because it just like it steams everything off of you it's really, really oh i cool. love that steam. yeah and um, it, it, like you can go super deep into the science of what's happening there's a a book that i would recommend if anybody's interested in it called stress less accomplish more by emily fletcher Oh, I was going to um, say, this sounds like Ziva meditation. Yeah, it is. It's, okay. and, and so it's like, that's like a, a introduction to it. Um, like it kind of has a cap based on like to go further into it, you need to go like do an actual class and, and work with an actual teacher. But I read it. it was a, it's a great introduction okay, um, to cool. everything and it explains the neuroscience behind it and everything that's happening. Oh, sweet. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I, I heard of Ziva through Kyle's podcast. So I was, okay. um, I tried it and I did some of like, I think I went like halfway through, but I like, I, I like using that kind of meditation or just any like mantras or anything, but then it kind of is just like an entry for me into like the space where I'm like channeling and just yeah receiving so I always I don't know I should I should try like a practice where I really focus on that but I haven't yet <laughs> in due time in due time yeah yeah in due eventually time. Whenever, whenever you're ready yeah um do you what's your like do you have a process when you receive messages or channel or it's just like it just comes to you um um back when i first started which was a little over a year ago i would create space after meditations um and 
like intentionally open my energy and ask guides to come in or ask to receive messages. And so they would start coming through um, and it was really just like receiving and listening to mm -hmm. them. Um, and I like recorded some messages too to get used to like speaking out loud what mm -hmm. was coming through um, and stepping into that it was just like a whole process of like clearing my body in order for me to be the clearest channel for anything that is coming through and so it was like I mean up until a couple months ago that was essentially the whole process and it's like I've I eventually you know, would get messages and be asked to share them on Instagram and, and those different types of things or write them out. But for the most part, right now, it's just been like me receiving messages for myself and cultivating a relationship with the beings and the energies that mm -hmm. I'm receiving messages from. Okay. Yeah, because when you were sharing messages with us, it just... Like it was mid conversation. You're like, oh, they want me to share this with you. So that that's really that's really cool. And I'm, yeah, because right now I have to, I like drop in and then messages will come. Or sometimes when I'm writing, um, and they're pretty clear. And I've been able to yeah like record things to tell family members or friends or getting messages for other people. Um, but I'm just. Yeah. Also, I feel like I'm so eager with all these things. I'm like, but when, when is it going to happen where I'm just like walking around and then boom, <laughs> <laughs> just like vomiting words out to people. <laughs> I'm like, Hey, yeah. <laughs> random strangers on the street. <laughs> They're like, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it, it eventually turned into that. Like it wasn't from the very beginning it wasn't like i was hearing it all the time or i had that channel open but i eventually learned that i could have that channel open all the time mm. um and so and like the the ones who i have the channel open with essentially 24 7 are like my guides mm. and um like a group that my higher self on pleiades is a part of um and so it's like they're like my personal guides. Like we're like working together on, on like everything. Um, mm -hmm. And so I've just really cultivated being able to receive through an open channel and then ask where the information's coming from and who's it coming from and like mm -hmm. discerning the intent behind it. Um, and so now it's like I'll be walking or have an experience and then all of a sudden I get a message and it's like, oh, wow, it's these these beings that want to talk to me. And so it's just like always being open to receive and just like listening. Like listening is like my number one physical sense, I guess, my, my highest priority. Because I was, and I was in A&R at a record label for like eight yeah. years. So I was learning how to listen to details and to quality mm -hmm. and all these different things. And so now, um, I've just cultivated that sense in my everyday life and regarding kind of like channeling and, and higher dimensional communication. Wow, that's so beautiful to think about. Like you were practicing listening basically <laughs> for mm -hmm. so many years as your job. Oh, that's so cool. That's 
that's um something that I'm like uh I guess working on is figuring out who who is actually coming through and like mm -hmm. cuz usually when it's the Pleiadians it's like pretty odd like it sounds very different to me than than other things but mm -hmm. yeah I'm like are you guys like guides or angels or yeah <laughs> yeah that's that's um Oh my gosh, so many questions. Okay, so for people who have never heard of Pleiadians, um, how would you describe them? Um, or how would they like to be described? <laughs> <laughs> um, so the Pleiades is a star cluster, um, seven stars, and they've been written into like all world, not all, but pretty much most world philosophies and mythologies and so it's like they're in greek in greek mythology they're talked about as the seven sisters mm -hmm. um and so there's seven stars which means that those are seven suns and it feels like each of those suns has its own orbit of a solar system or planets and so it's like a cluster of a star civilization um, and they are very very similar to earth there they you can you can view the way that they live and how they are almost like they're humans and earth from the future um, and they're very intertwined with the entire human evolutionary journey. Um, mm -hmm. And so they've always been kind of guiding us and watching us. Um, and so they represent, um, it's obviously not black and white, but they're very heavily focused on creativity, on the feminine mm -hmm. um wavelength or aspect of energy and so it's more creative focus um sexual expression um dance art these types of things and so um it feels like they're connected to like the muse um and and um they bring they bring a feminine energy to mm -hmm. the table yeah. Um, essentially. Yeah, definitely feels very feminine. Um, so when people talk about star seeds, um, like, I guess basically what is their, yeah, what's their purpose um, for Earth? Like, what? how are they trying to help us? How are they trying to bring us along? What's their mission? Yeah, <laughs> so many questions. <laughs> uh, um... So star seeds are souls that are from different planets and star systems in this universe. They are souls from other universes. They are souls directly from source. Some of them have never had incarnations before. Um, they are volunteers answering a call 
from planet Earth and Gaia. And in order to help the planet ascend into higher states of consciousness. And so there's been a, a tug of war going on on this planet for a long time where it's like light and dark. And so there's, there's light and it's like this tug of war. And so mm-hmm. essentially the Starseed mission is this massively coordinated, intricate setup like through time of light beings incarnating into human bodies mm-hmm. and living experiences that create a lot of darkness, a lot of trauma, a lot of suffering, a lot of pain, living the, the human experience that we've seen playing out for a long time. And their mission is to live these experiences in order to find the imbalances in the thought forms of neural pathways that are a part of the cosmic mind. (laughs) And so if you think of the universe as a mind, our mind is the microcosm of that mind. And so we create habits, identity, constructs, by firing neurons and creating neural pathways in our brain. And then those get grooved in really deeply. And so then it is really hard to get out of those grooves. Mm-hmm. And so this, that's, that's where the human civilization is at. We've created these neural pathways in our human collective mind mm-hmm. for so long that they're really deep. And so thinking of it like, um, like sledding, like we've sledded down the same tracks over and over and over again. And so that shit is nasty brown ice, <laughs> snow uh-huh. with grass coming up. And so, <laughs> so the Starseed mission is to come in, live these experiences, find the imbalances in thought forms and alchemize or turn anger, fear, greed, jealousy, guilt, shame, turn that into higher energies like joy, peace, freedom, sovereignty, um, yeah, love, (laughs) gratitude. And so their goal is to alchemize the fear into love. Um, And so these star seeds have come in and they're for people who are familiar with like psychedelic or medicine ceremonies, it's said as a term, it's like shaking the snow globe mm-hmm. because those, those tracks that we've sledded down over and over again, they're getting a fresh blanket of snow. And so mm-hmm. the star seeds are creating the fresh blanket of snow and then creating new tracks in the human collective mind to create neural pathways that fire based on peace and joy and love and compassion. And by creating those new neural pathways, it opens up a path for others to then follow those rather than going down the same mm, kind of like car. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, oh my God. That description was fucking amazing. <laughs> oh, God, this, I love this shit so much. <laughs> same. My body is like, yes. Yeah. Same. Oh, wow. Wow. Thank you for that description. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. I love the the sledding analogy. I just use that 
the other day, but it's so, it like, it's so good. It works so well. You can just visualize it super clearly. Yeah, yeah definitely. For a uh, better under, like a deeper understanding into like different aspects and perspectives around this, the book called uh, Three Waves of Volunteers and a New Earth by Dolores mm. Cannon. Uh, oh. Dolores Cannon is a, a hypnotherapist that created her own process where she can drop people in really, really deep compared to mm. regular hypnotherapy. And this book is a collection of her sessions with people where their higher dimensional selves and extraterrestrial families would come in and give her information around what around star seeds around everything that we just talked about um and it's mind-blowing it's so so cool and then she can bring in like this thing she calls the subconscious which is essentially like the oversoul of the entire universe mm -hmm. and people who go to see her for hypnotherapy sessions they have you know many different ailments cancers um sicknesses different things this energy that she can bring in because she drops them in so deep can create instant healing mm -hmm. in like two minutes and they'll remove tumors and they'll they'll do all of these different things and so this book is definitely a doorway into like what are the star seeds what what is this mm -hmm. kind of like transformation that we're that uh, we're okay. seeing i'm gonna order that for sure oh that's so cool i i just learned about star seeds like uh, when my psychic told me I was one, <laughs> that's when I, <laughs> when I learned about it. Um, and it just, it just makes so much sense. I don't know. But the part that I hadn't heard was, um, that the star seeds are here to experience the trauma and, you know, the darkness that humans live through. So then they can alchemize it. Like I, I had heard that they're here to raise the consciousness, but I hadn't heard of that aspect, which makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, because we have to like, we can't just create new energy without first being in the old and clearing that and healing that and reconciling with it. And so again, obviously it's not black and white. There could definitely be star seeds who have not had trauma, although I feel like that's very rare on this planet right now. Um, and so, yeah, it's like, we have to, we have to, it's like an alchemical process. It's like a, a synthesizing process. So the lower energy, the lead has to be turned into gold, the joy, the compassion, the peace and the gratitude. Mm, so beautiful. Wow. Yeah. I've, I just unlocked a lot of, um, through like psychic readings, but then also from the summit um, learning about, I think, I don't know if I told you already, but my, I guess my soul in all these lifetimes has, um, been persecuted for sharing my gifts and like brutally, like tortured, persecuted, sacrificed, like brutal, brutal, brutal. And I've had a few past life regressions. And ever since, like, I'm more in touch with that. Like I cannot, like we're, Sage was, my husband was trying to watch um, Frontier on Netflix and uh, there's like a lot of torture scenes in that. And I was like, I can't, I just can't. I had to mm -hmm. leave. Like it's so much closer now. And I always wonder, cause in this life, I don't 
have like a big trauma. I've had a really, like, I just feel like I came in again, listening to the mantra my entire childhood around the mantra, like parents who are super spiritually focused. And I met my partner when I was 15 and like things are just set up in this life to do it really early, which is really exciting. Um, but then there's also like, I, yeah, it, it still feels like there is trauma from other lives that once I am like able to go in and kind of heal that, um, be more, more free in this yeah. life. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I think that that's a really big part of it is like, there's so much karma on this planet and that's why we're currently in like the predicament that we're in. Mm -hmm. um, and so a big part of the healing process is getting in tune with your soul and asking your soul like, what, what have I experienced that Am I, that I'm ignoring, that I'm refusing to look at, that mm -hmm. I don't want to see, that is creating distortions and blockages in my body. Because it's like we have this idea of like the body keeps the score um, mm -hmm. in terms of trauma, but we haven't necessarily taken that concept and gone as far into it as we can. And it's like mm -hmm. the bodies keep the score and it's like the energy bodies keep the score because it's a collection of memory from all of our experiences as souls and so if we're not integrating our karma we're not creating full whole self-awareness and there are still kind of like fragments and fractals of ourselves that are laying around in time <laughs> I guess mm. um, so karma is like the thing that star seeds are here to help heal because the earth must heal its karma in order to ascend into higher dimensions of consciousness and that's why we're seeing everything manifest in our physical world and and the the chaos and the craziness it's because this is karma this is all a reconciliation of like the human karma yeah oh oh my gosh it seems i mean right now last couple years like it's all fucking showing up like it is intense and i i don't know my feeling is still is like it's still gonna get worse a lot worse <laughs> before it gets better but yeah i think that's important to talk about too because i think it's inevitable that it gets worse and it gets more chaotic but this is also the same process of individual healing and it gets worse and it gets more chaotic when you're going through individual healing before it gets better too and mm -hmm. so yeah like the most important thing that anyone can do during this time is just like focus on themselves and see this process in the physical as something beautiful, as something yeah. that has never happened in this universe before or on this planet and that we get to be a part of it um, and mm. attempting to find as much gratitude for it as we possibly can. Mm. Yeah, that's beautiful. And it's the same, yeah, like you said, the same thing when you're going within and you're bringing up these traumas, the pain is like right on the surface and the pain is so much more obvious and you can't help to express like the pain that you're feeling. And that's like, that's the collective right now. Like there's so much pain. It feels like it's just so close yeah. to the surface. Um, but yeah, the most actually selfless thing to do is to go within, <laughs> Yep, <laughs> which is not uh, popular, I suppose. Like, yeah. Yeah. 
it's that paradox is funny because it's like we think about wanting to be of service to the planet but we mm -hmm. disregard being of service to ourself first and then we're not doing any service to the planet if we're not in a state of balance and harmony within ourselves. and so the most important thing anybody can do for the planet and for humanity is to look into their own shit <laughs> that's it yes seriously like how are you gonna create that new fresh snowy track that others can follow if you're still skiing down the same fucking muddy one like mm -hmm. <laughs> it's yeah oh yes i love that <laughs> that's like my my theme that i just hammer home in every episode i'm like you fucking deserve it you're like you're worthy you're a bad bitch you're here for a reason and you're gonna like we're gonna go in and we're gonna work on our shit yeah <laughs> and it's not selfish yeah Selfless. absolutely oh my gosh okay let's see what other questions that i'm, I'm like oh you just keep talking <laughs> forever and ever and ever and ever <laughs> so i guess what do you believe like your purpose is in this lifetime um is there anything specific that you could like nail down besides just raising the collective consciousness <laughs> yeah yeah i can i can definitely get specific um so back when covid started and the lockdown happens and happened and right after the whole george floyd stuff went down that was mm -hmm. this like kick into a really big awakening process for me and um one of the first things that happened after that point was i had a friend and we were hanging out and she channeled into me and channeled like for me mm. and the higher version of myself in the andromeda galaxy like a tall light being came mm. to her and like pointed at me and told her that um, so I basically told myself that in Andromeda, um, I am a frequency sage. And so I help, I teach universal harmonics and the flow of sound and, uh. and harmonizing energy and sound um, on planets. And I actually help to harmonize the structure um, and communication and energy flow between star systems in the universe and between wow. planets. And so I'm reflecting that aspect of my soul into this body. And then I also have a soul essence on Pleiades where it's focused in creativity uh, self-expression and sexual expression mm. and so it's like a fusing of those two and so how that's looking for me in order in in like looking at what would be created and manifested from that is focused around the music industry and around mm. art in general and um, uplifting the creative process to a place of people being a complete and pure channel for source and for their highest self um, mm -hmm. and really bringing in the steps and the understanding around what it means to create um, reality in general, but also using art and expression um, to create mm -hmm. and then focusing 
directly on sound and frequency and um, building a education system that is based in the fifth dimension. And so essentially this education mm -hmm. system will be um, designed all around um, spirituality, I guess, if you would want to say that. And so it would be mm -hmm. working, you know, from when kids are very young um, all the way up through a certain age, um, even into adults, but essentially like a school and education system built through different levels of understanding around mm. your spiritual identity and like your multi-dimensional identity and who you are as a uh, aspect of God in the big picture of things. And so the words that come to mind are like the Sophia code. Um, yeah. And so it's like basing things around helping human beings de like embody their higher self and mm -hmm. not from a place of like having to heal a bunch of trauma and then and then doing it like kids coming in right away and um moving into a, a system in a society that is there to help them flourish and help them expand and help them express as a soul um wow yeah and so these are all things that are just like starting to piece together too. And like what I've, what I was told by the Pleiades um, specifically is that me and my friend Justin, who was also in fit for service, um, we're here to create a map that anchors mm -hmm. in fifth dimensional consciousness for the planet. Um, mm -hmm. And this map is going to be very multifaceted and many different things that it will include. Um, but it is going to be a process of like understanding the complete system and process of becoming a master of yourself and of mm. the universe. And so um, <laughs> that will be able to be implemented into an education system and then the same kind of template and underlying um, knowledges and sciences that are beneath that can be applied to like the medical system and to government and to these different types of things um, in order to like, yeah, anchor in that higher, higher dimensional consciousness. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> no big deal. <laughs> Oh my God. That the first thing that that made me think of is um, like a soul song, how yep. like certain tribes would, right? They would, they would channel a soul song and sing that song to the baby mm -hmm. just over and over his whole life. It's like, it's the same concept. Like there, everyone has a soul song. Yep. And absolutely. If, we can, if we can bring that back to our society, holy shit. Yeah, definitely. And and touching on what we've talked about about dolphins, it's like we're going to be moving to uh, a birthing system that is completely natural and organic. And that because like we're water beings, we evolved through water like we mm -hmm. are primarily bringing the energy of the element of water. And so mm -hmm. um, 
like it's actually said that like dolphins can help um, the birthing process and that they have such high energy and they're so in tune Uh with humans that they can be midwives um, during the birthing process and they can actually like touch the child and give it like really high consciousness energy and there's just all of these different things that can be implemented into how humans are birthed. So it's wow. directly focused around the soul, like you said, like a soul song. And so each soul will be able to come through with the parents and the guardians knowing the soul, the soul song, the human learning their own soul song, um, and really just being able to yeah just like flourish as a soul oh Oh, i'm so excited (laughs) oh my god that's so exciting oh dolphins i need to i've always wanted to hang out with dolphins swim with dolphins but when you when you were like dolphins just came into my field (laughs) uh that's so funny whenever when i have kids i don't know maybe in like two or three years but maybe we can work together to find their soul song. Yeah, definitely. I think there will be many people coming online with their gifts where they can tune into souls and Mm -hmm. hear the soul song before the soul is even fully born into a human body. And so it's like, imagine if someone was born well, their soul song is being sung to them. And Yeah. yeah, it's just like, what are, what are the potentials and the possibilities when we combine all of this ancient knowledge and this understanding and then combine it with like cosmic knowledge and understanding. Mm. Ooh. See, that's the thing, like thinking about all of this, it, re- it it's so exciting. There's so much potential. And yeah, mm-hmm. there's like, there's a lot of darkness really present right now, but there's so much light coming and mm-hmm. so much light possible so fucking exciting ah yeah i want i want my kids to go to your school (laughs) (laughs) damn um the analogy that i think of regarding what we're going through is called uh like the slingshot analogy or the rubber band analogy and so it's Mm -hmm. like the further that you're pulled back into darkness the second that rubber band or that slingshot is let go you're shooting forward into the light and so Mm -hmm. that's that's definitely the process that's happening with the earth right now too. It's like we're being pulled full further and further back and eventually that rubber yeah. band is going to be let go and we're going to catapult into the light into the, like we're in the age of Aquarius. And so the mm-hmm. light's already here. That's why all the darkness is coming up. So it's like, we're already there. <laughs> yeah. It just has to be that. Whatever that catalyst moment is. Yeah. But it is, I mean, people are starting to get interested in spirituality like so much faster. Mm -hmm. It's like it became trendy, which is, I mean, that's obviously a sign. Yeah. Like journaling and meditating and crystals and and all of that sound healings and oracle cards. Yeah. Oh, it's so exciting. Yeah, it's fun to see. It's definitely fun to see. Okay, let's see. One let's see one big <laughs> one big banger of a question before I think I'm trying to remember. <sighs> when we were out sitting by the tree, you kind of broke down like 
reincarnation and soul paths and it was like a like a like a system you kind of broke it down as a system um i don't know if exactly if i'm hitting it correctly but is there yeah i don't know can you talk about reincarnation and yeah for sure um i'm sure most people listening to this have seen the movie soul uh the pixar Mm -hmm. movie and Mm -hmm. that that shows some truth that actually is going on where there are systems and there are guardians to help souls choose their lessons choose their experiences incarnate into certain experiences and certain planets to um it's like the full breadth of souls too so it's like there's brand new souls and then there are souls that are very old and ancient and they have all of this experience and so the whole goal for souls is just to have an experience but when they're choosing that they're also picking out lessons and experiences within that incarnation that will be of their highest benefit and of what they want to learn and so some soul might pick a life that they start a family and they you know they focus on their family and that's that's their mission and their priority in that life and another soul might pick a solo path where they're learning these different things and all of these different experiences and lessons that are chosen create expansion with mm-hmm. souls and so mm-hmm. If souls are incarnating into a cert, into a planet and a civilization, and the requirement for that incarnation is forgetting that you're a soul and forgetting mm-hmm. like who you are as God, that if a soul is incarnating into that state, into that environment, it's very easy for them to continue to forget throughout their incarnations and during their single incarnations and so they could deviate off the path and not hit these checkpoints that they set up for themselves and then they leave their body and they're like oh well shit i didn't (laughs) i didn't get this and i didn't do this and then i i like i reacted this way with this and i held on to this energy i was attached to this it's like okay well i've created this energetic imprint in space and time and karma is the act of equalizing or neutralizing that energetic imprint and so i like to think Mm -hmm. of karma as one of the laws one of newton's laws of motion i think where it's uh, every action has an equal and opposite reaction Mm -hmm. and so it's like if you create certain energies you're most likely going to live an incarnation where there's a polarized experience of that energy as well. And so that's the same thing with karma um, and what we're seeing on this planet. So souls have lived many lives over thousands upon thousands of years. And the way the system on this planet is set up is that it wants people to forget who they are because it's a challenging game. It's like, it's like the soul masterclass. Mm-hmm. Um, being on earth and so karma is created 
and then people leave their bodies, souls leave their bodies, they still have karma, they go in to neutralize or reconcile that karma, and then they forget again. And so mm-hmm. then they leave their body, and it's literally like a loop. And so this planet is stuck in a karmic loop. And so mm-hmm. that is part of the Starseed mission that we're here to take care of. And so then besides that, there's like a full, like I, I don't, I couldn't go into it because I I'm, haven't exposed myself too much to it, but there's a whole system set up um, that groups souls together. So there's, I mean, we have oversouls mm. in the universe. So oversouls are groups of souls that, that are all connected to the one oversoul. And that oversoul is coordinating the experiences and incarnations for all of its souls. And so the mm. oversoul is like the overarching consciousness or the sense of self of that group of souls. And so when souls leave their body and they're not um, going back into a planet to deal with karma, they go back into this like soul, like community space almost where it's like set up and everybody's in their different groups and it's like soul families and Mm -hmm. they all have different levels of experiences and some oversouls and groups are uh, responsible for certain things while others are responsible for other things and I, I mm-hmm. have read this or listened to it in the book called The Journey of the Souls by I think it's like Michael Newton or something like that but mm-hmm. he's another hypnotherapist and he takes patients um, into a space uh, from right after they just died and left their body and so they become their soul and they relate to him everything they're experiencing um, as they go wow. back into the group soul and go through these different systems. And they talk about how they're meeting their guides and their teachers and that there are oh guides gosh, and teachers who, um, who are there to help them review and reflect on the experiences they, ma- they had and the choices they made in their previous incarnation. And so it's like, it's a school. Like, Every like the universe is just a place to learn, and I think like the most important thing to remember around all of this too is like every soul is the same soul, just having a different experience. We're all Mm -hmm. like every soul is created to give the same being uh, an experience and that being is God the creator Mm -hmm. but that doesn't deny the individuality and so the individuality is like the soul and all of its experiences accumulated Mm. Mm. so beautiful yeah that uh, that's just the if only like we were all born with that tattooed on our hand like you are God expressed in human form and like you just yep. read that every day when you yeah. forget and you forget and you forget every single day. And it's like, oh, we're all one, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine that. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone believing that we are all one. <laughs> yeah. That's where we're headed. That's what's happening. Yeah. Oh, which is very exciting. Yeah. Mm. Oh, my gosh. What, uh, what types of processes or experiences have you had 
in terms of getting more in tune with you as a soul and you as um, the consciousness and the higher self that you are? Mm, mm, love this question. Hmm. Well, my, I guess, darkest point um, really woke me up to the fact that there is more going on than just my human experience. Um, because, like, I was canceled probably, I guess, three times. <laughs> but my. Yes. Three <laughs> um, times? The, three times. The first time was around the George Floyd um, time, too. So that was like the biggest, the beginning of the shift for me. And then the biggest one was in January on my birthday. Um, I went to Tulum with a few friends. Um, it was during COVID, but I went to, yeah, went to Tulum and people really didn't like that. Mm. And so it was like a, it was, it was so intense. It was, crazy like on the night of my birthday of course <laughs> um my golden birthday I was born on the 23rd of January one two three and then uh on the night of my 23rd birthday boom everything happened oh I love it and I got 23 tattooed on me that morning because I was like this could be my best year yet oh my god <laughs> and then which it has been but that night was like fuck <laughs> um yeah, just my, like, all my contracts were canceled. So I went from having, like, great income to none pretty much overnight. Um, they tried to get my friends fired. Our home address was leaked, and we had a threatening letter sent to our house. My husband's company, they flooded it with one-star reviews. My podcast got flooded with one-star reviews. Um, yeah, contacted my friend's bosses that were on the trip, tried to get them fired. And it was all... And also like thousands of comments telling me that I'm like a super spreading colonizer, white supremacist, like, t like literally everything. Whoa. So it was really fucking intense. Um, like it felt like I was in a war, mm -hmm. like literally just things coming at me everywhere just for traveling. Um, and yeah, I had to, like, I had to go inward cause I was just, it felt like I was like drowning. Like I didn't know what to do. Everyone was telling me who I was and I was like almost starting to believe them, but then going inward. And, um, that's when I started meditating every day, journaling a lot, um, got like multiple psychic readings, started being able to kind of channel. And then, um, yeah, the ch channeling and like receive, I, I started by doing, um, automatic writing. I like saw that in a YouTube video or something. So I started doing that and, uh, my, like my dad's mom who had passed away came through. And then also my dog, my childhood dog came through like very quickly. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> that was interesting. Like maybe I should keep doing that. And then, um, yeah, started to just that, like this literally that happened in January. So it's been eight months. It's happening so fast for me. I'm my mind is blown. My friend just said that, like, you know, that was only eight months ago. I'm like, Oh my God, it's happening so fast. Yeah. Um, but the, the summit was a huge, huge, huge catalyst, like with my hands and, um, like realizing that in this lifetime, I'm here to be a healer and, you know, it's going to be a unique expression of my own way to heal. It doesn't have to look like you know, anything else, yeah. but, um, 
yeah that that's been a big one and now this goddess circle it's the first thing on this path that actually feels really aligned and really exciting and can just spread spread the unconditional love and not not even have to worry or think about the nonsense that comes with online yeah because <laughs> it is like there is so much resistance and i'm st- like i yeah i for a while it was brutal like if i got a comment i would have like a full body like like shivers and i would start sweating and get nauseous and like it was like a full body reaction to just a, a, a negative comment and now now it's much better but it's still that little poke. It's like, ding, ding, ding. Like, here you go. Here's this again. Like, remember, come back. Come back to your center. <laughs> Damn, that's crazy. Do you think that that experience is a reflection of the experiences you've had of being persecuted and attacked in other lives? Yes, which is, like, so crazy. When I had that reading and she told me that, I was like, oh, my God. So this is a modern-day persecution mm-hmm. is online cancel culture it's that that's how it's being expressed now most commonly i feel like and that's what woke me up is that persecution mm-hmm. and then since seeing that i've like yeah seen a lot of my past lives and luckily they don't sacrifice people anymore so much <laughs> um <laughs> and like witches and all of that oh yeah there's been so much so i'm like this is much better in this yeah. lifetime much more gentle but yeah crazy yeah so that crazy. cancel culture stuff is it's hard for me to like see the side of people who do that you know and it's like i understand that they're in complete rage and disharmony within themselves and whatnot but it's it's like it's very much like uh, like puppets and soldiers almost, you know? Mm. It's crazy. Yeah, well, it is, it is mob mentality. Like, people that I had never followed me were just hopping on just to do it. Mm-hmm. Like, because it was, it was feeding that, that energy in them. And it's, I mean, I'm sure it's addicting. Like, it's such a rush. Yeah. So, makes sense. But, yeah, it, it's, it's, it is one of the ways that darkness is being expressed like very rapidly mm-hmm. i feel like right now because it's just brutal there's no you're not seeing people as human mm-hmm. at all there's none of that yeah which yeah. is wild yeah so much Ugh. distortion so much confusion yeah so that's that <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, why okay. we're alchemizing that's why we're alchemizing yeah we're doing it <laughs> Okay, um, for people who want to find you or follow you or anything, what where could they find you online? Uh, my Instagram handle is just my name. It's Ryan Railsback, um, R-Y-A-N-R-A-I-L-S-B-A-C-K, just one word. And I post here and there uh, on Instagram. Um, but really, that's like, the only place right now that people can find me i will be rolling out a website um in the next like three to four months probably Mm -hmm. where i'll have a breakdown of the services that i offer and energy healing and reiki and um Mm -hmm. the 
tattoo um, and reading type things that I was telling you about. Um, and so, yeah, um, just so within the next few months, I'll, I'll have more services offered. But for right now, I'm just kind of like um, speaking my mind when I want to on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And I do have a podcast uh, that I'm going to start putting new episodes out on, but that can be found in my Instagram bio too. Okay. Well, I guess I'll just have to have you back on when you launch your website with all your services and Perfect. we can talk more about that because that is fucking awesome. So, so cool. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, and we'll do an episode with you, you on my podcast. Yeah, I would love to come on. Yeah. Yay. Okay, <laughs> let's, let's end this out. Thank you so much. Yeah, of course. Thank you so on. much. This is great.